Welcome to Mic Drop Events, where we help you create events that people love. We believe that boring is brutal, quality is crucial, and remarkable events will take your business to the next level. For this episode of Mic Drop Events, we are going to share with you the three mistakes to avoid when planning a virtual event. This comes from a conversation I had with an amazing woman named Amber Khan. You can find her on LinkedIn, social media. I'm connected with her through a community called the Peak Community, which is for marketers. And it was just an amazing conversation on LinkedIn Live that we had together. Uh, You can find the whole thing on her LinkedIn Live. We will put the uh, link to that in the show notes for this episode. So that's a full hour-long conversation, but this is just one part of it. And specifically, again, the three mistakes to avoid when planning a virtual event. Enjoy. First, I wanted to ask you, like, what mistakes one should avoid when it comes to delivering virtual events? Maybe mm. top three mistakes. That's a great, that's a great um, question. So the top three mistakes that happen when um, someone is planning, at least organizing an, a virtual event that I've seen, is number one is not partnering with someone and having maybe two different personalities. Maybe someone focused like you, you for example, you are you're the moderator mm. and you're also running technology right now, mm. right? Whereas what I would recommend if you're doing like an event in front of hundreds of thousands of people, or maybe it's just a hundred people is allow the CEO of your company to Mm. not think about muting and unmuting, right? Mm. Just allow the CEO just to, Hey, all I need you to do is log in, turn on your microphone and talk when I introduce it to you and let them be hands-free. Whoever the moderator is, that's going to be leading the event as well, the speakers and, and make it simple for them. So Number yeah. one is not partnering with maybe the right crew is that was what I would put it. Yeah. Um, number two is maybe making it longer than it should be. Um, right. That's definitely one that I've run into in the past. So people said, yeah, we've got this. And I, I kind of hesitate and I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Because here's the thing is that number one is screen fatigue is real. Yeah. <laughs> and people, and here's the thing is I actually just, I just, I don't know why, but it just came to me the other day. When we talk about virtual events and you plan out the length of your event, people love binge watching Netflix or yeah. Disney Plus, right? Yeah. I don't think they're going to love binge watching a talk show, like mm. a content, like maybe for two hours, right? Yeah. yeah. And but even in those two hours, mm. even in those two hours, chop it up into shorter segments, do 15 mm. minutes here and 15 minutes here yeah. and something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that would be number two is the length of time. And okay. then maybe the, the third biggest mistake that um, I've seen when helping plan virtual events is people kind of, um, they don't plan out the slide deck and they rely too much upon people to remember what's happening. Right. And what's interesting is if, if you were planning a virtual or an in-person event at a, a ballroom mm-hmm. and you had a thousand people showing up to a giant ballroom, you'd have decorations everywhere. You might have little notebooks on the table but you would definitely have a like image up on the screen yeah. and the slide deck, the like slides that you show to everyone, a lot of times that drives the event. Mm. Someone you, because what happens is, is when you have a keynote speaker, you just say, Hey, you're going to go up after Eric is on stage and comes off and you see this video play mm. like mm. something like that. Right. And so 
a lot of people, they just say, yeah, we're just going to do this event. And we say, great. Like, where's the slide deck? They're like, oh, I haven't thought of that. Hmm. Okay. Send us a logo and we'll help you put it together. Yeah. Um, and so those are the, kind of the top three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we, that we, the mistakes that we've seen is, is not preparing the slide deck was number three. Number yeah. two, um, I can't even remember now. The number length two. of the the length of yes. the event, yeah. The length of the event, and then number one was not partnering with the or not having the right people around you yeah. helping support the event. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Definitely, if you, especially if you're running uh, a big event, you know, th- this is just we're just two people talking. But if 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 you were running, you know, even a hundred people event, that's yep. a big event, big enough event that you know you don't want to screw it up, and you want to still make it fun and interactive. Mm-hmm. And doing it on your own is bound to come across issues. Yeah, and and here's what I I want to come back to this real quick because this is a great illustration, right? So here, here's something that people don't think about sometimes with virtual events is using props like you would do at an in-person event. For example, mm-hmm. the, the number one thing that I shared is not having the right people around. So yeah. I literally did this. We had a, we had an internal team meeting yeah. and someone was, someone was joking around about uh, how me in my role as chief strategy officer, which I'm in charge of sales and marketing. And then I also help do events. I'm an MC. I'm a DJ. I sometimes run production. We're a small crew. So we wear a yeah. lot of hats yes. is what they said, right? Yeah. And so I literally went into my closet and I grabbed all of these hats out of my closet, <laughs> right? I'm kind of like a hat. Don't, don't judge me, okay? I'm kind of like a hat. But I literally, I would, I'd throw on a different hat yeah. and then we would continue to talk and probably every five minutes, I would put on a different hat. <laughs> that is and I just, so cool. And, and it's fun and it just keeps yeah. going. So you can use yeah. different props like that. So I'm just going to yeah. keep going here. You can use different props like this in order to make it fun and engaging because right now you're like, I wonder how many hats is this guy going to put on, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so fun. Yeah. I have not done that in any of my events yet. So yes, it's, that's a very good idea, actually. Props, using props. Mm -hmm. Um, And stories, stories and illustrations win, right? It's the reason why cavemen and cave women painted on the walls thousands of years ago with illustrations. So mm. for example, we just got through holiday party season. Mm. So I have sitting on my desk, a little Coke bottle yeah. because we've, we've done holiday parties with Coca-Cola yeah. and it's got a little holiday theme sleeve on it. Yeah. And so it reminds me, number one, that we, we did that. Like that was a moment in time that happened. But number two is you can use this as illustrations for people when mm. you describe certain things. So Props are powerful. Stories are powerful. Like this is this is from um, Coca Cola has a partnership in the United States with Chick Fil A, right? right? So Chick Fil A is one of Coca Cola's basically clients. Chick Fil A has Coca Cola in all of their restaurants, mm-hmm. and so Coca Cola wanted to do a holiday party, basically like an appreciation for the support staff in the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. and so they hired us to come in, and we did like they had a winter wonderland that was Coke themed in the main lobby of the Coke. And this is one of the things that they gave away. Right. Right. And so now what's interesting is people that are watching this, hopefully you'll like, remember the things that I shared with you, like the points, number one, but out of the three things that I shared of the, Hey, partner with a team around you. Um, and second one was length of time. And then third one was now I'm, I'm forgetting again. Um, but out of those three points, see, I even forgot it. You're not going to forget the partner with a different team because what happens, like I would use these hats. I would use these hats to say, you need someone to play the producer role. 
and yeah. someone to play the behind the scenes, like texting the speakers role. And then you need someone else to play the, um, they're the like commenting in chat and making right. sure that chat is going smoothly. And then yeah. you need someone else to play the moderator type role. Right. So if you use something like that at your virtual event, it's, it's just a great public speaking tip in general. Mm -hmm. Like I would do that for an in-person audience or for a virtual audience. And a lot of times people just forget about it for the virtual yeah. scene. Man, what a fun episode that was. Amber is so good at asking questions. We had a lot of fun on that LinkedIn live where we played a game at the beginning and, and it was so fun to be able to share, Hey, the mistakes, here's common mistakes that people are making for virtual events. So I hope that that helps you as a listener. I hope that that solidifies some things in your mind and maybe you had a question where you were trying to answer and you gained a little bit of insight from some mistakes that we just commonly see. And if this was helpful for you, if this podcast was helpful for you, we'd love it if you gave us a review on iTunes as well as if you like it, feel free to share it with a friend and then we're here to help. We've got YouTube videos. We've got more tips and tricks on our social media than we know what to do with. So be sure to find us, Elevate Experiences, on all the major platforms. And stay tuned next week where we're having another amazing conversation to help you plan and execute events where you can have mic drop moments.